Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. of your goodness. We give you all the praise and as we come before your word, I pray Lord that you will speak to every heart here in the name of Jesus. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. As they say, sit on top of your enemies. Anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you awake? Well, we've been talking about a subject. In fact, I broke it during Easter, but we're coming back to the subject. If you remember, I started talking to you how you can become a shepherd and or what it means to be a shepherd. And I think that some people were like, oh, but me, I'm not a shepherd. I'm just a church member. This topic is being spoken about now because it's about time you started to do something for the Lord. 
And if you remember, I was reading to you from Ephesians chapter 4, and I want us to go back there. You know, so that you understand that there's an expectation of you. And I read it in the New Living Translation so that you understand it well. Ephesians 4, I'm reading from verse 11 and 12. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Amen. So ask your neighbor sitting by you, uh, exactly what have you been doing to, to build up the church? So no, apart from sitting on the chair. Apart from heating the chair up and making sure that it's warm. Exactly what... <laughs> And if your neighbor is looking like this, like this, you know it, you know what I mean. Like this, like this, you know. Then the answer is nothing. And so tell the person that this is your opportunity. That's exactly why I'm preaching this. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. The Bible says that it is so that we will be equipped or you will be equipped to do the work, the building of the church. Hallelujah. Are you here? And that's why I'm sharing what I'm sharing with you because it is very, 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 very important. And you see, this church, or the, when I say this church, I'm talking about whether it's First Love, it's Lighthouse, whatever we call ourselves. You know that we are called the UD churches. Are you there? All the denominations. There are so many of us. All of us, we were built on one thing. You see, some churches preach prosperity. Yeah. Some churches preach deliverance. Some churches preach healing. These are all part and parcel of the word of God. Are you there? Every church has where maybe the Lord seems to have opened up something to the founder of the church. Yeah. But this church was built on biblical principles. And the principle from the Bible that says that we prosper as we work for the Lord. So it's very important for you to know where you have come to. Amen. And I am of the personal belief that a lot of the problems that Christians have, not only here but generally, is because of commands Jesus gave us that we ignore. And I would like to read for you from Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I want to show you something. It's always been there in the Bible. And by this time, the person behind there, you should have been there. Because if you're in this church, you know that Matthew 6.33 is our main scripture. You know, so you should have been there. But go up to Matthew 6. Um, let's take it from 31 and come down. Therefore, this is Jesus who was talking of. Jesus. Uh -huh. Some of the things we share with you are from Paul. Corinthians, Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians. But this one, Jesus was speaking. And he said, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Or in other words, what shall we wear? Meanwhile, this is the main question that most Christians are looking at. What shall we wear? What car shall we drive? Like if it had been, if it had been written in today's day, what car shall we drive? What bank will we have our millions in? But Jesus, what house or houses will we have? But Jesus said, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Then he goes on in verse 32 to say, 
For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. So one of the marks of somebody who doesn't follow Jesus Christ is that worry, what will I eat tomorrow? What will I wear? What car will I drive? What house will I drive? It is one of the marks of an unbeliever. Uh, Why, well, you are angry already? Don't worry. The Lord told Jeremiah not to mind their faces. I learned it long ago. Amen. But it's one of the signs when you find yourself, well, hey, my school fees, how will I pay it? My hostel fee. At this time, that's one of the main ones for students. My hostel fees. The Bible says that for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. He's aware. He is aware. He's aware. Many of us, we behave as if God, God does not know what he's about. You are like somebody who has come to the house and then he has brought his plates. Mommy, I brought you seven plates. When you ask, what are the plates? This is for my food on Monday. This is for Tuesday. This is for Wednesday. This one is for Thursday. This is for Friday. This is for Saturday and this is for Sunday. Such a child, we should start to take them to investigate what is going on. Ah, is it true or is it not true? Does the mother not know that the child must eat? Ah, sorry, I said seven plates. It's not even seven, it's 21. Because the uh, person will eat three times in a day. So you have brought Monday, breakfast, lunch, and supper. Tuesday, breakfast, lunch, and supper. Ah, till Sunday. Can you not see that it shows that a screw is loose? But this is how we behave towards God. As though God, as he made us, he doesn't know that we have a need. He is aware that you need to wear clothes. Ever since the fall of Adam, it's not you who has brought it. He is aware. He is aware that food, you have to eat it. He created you and he knows that you must eat food. And not just food, but good food too. It's not all food. In fact, I learned it from my roommate when I was on campus. She said it is not all food that is eaten in famine. (laughs) And, and, And you want to know why she told me that? She told me because she was 34 years old. She had waited for eight years for some guy. The guy had gone to the U.S. and come back as a drunk. And she said she would not marry him. And her family members said, what do you mean? Why will you not marry? And then she told me, it's not all food. A woman said, come with mom, but we will not eat every food. <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> Are you there? So she taught me, it's not all food that you eat in famine. I'm hungry, mom. I want to marry, mom. But the guy had come on a visit and he had come to throw up in our room out of drunkenness and she had broken the whole thing and the family was like what do you mean you are now 34 who will marry you you have to get she said no no it's better what she has seen small it's okay hey are you in the house or you have traveled anyway so your your father knows that you need these things and so therefore he has made provision for you where is the provision Matthew 6 33 but seek ye first. Not just seek it all. Some people are seeking, but it's not first. But he said, seek it first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, what are the things? House, car, uh, school fees, blah, blah. It will be added unto you. Hey, are you there? And so that is why I'm standing here to say to you today that if you have been in this church associating here for even three months, it's time. You can do something for the Lord. You can do something. You can do something. I, I should have waited to this point to invite these young men for and to ask you when you were starting, did you think that what you were starting it will grow into something? Did you think? No. It's just young men doing your best. Yeah. 
Uh, they are not original lighthouses. Till today, they are not original lighthouses. Yeah. They are just Christians. They have their mother church that they go. But it's like, oh, school because we are here. Uh, it's true or it's not true? <laughs> so it's like, let's do something. You are just doing your something. And before you know it, God has taken it and blessed it. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? And so I'm speaking to you, to you today and I'm telling you that whoever you are, my expectation of you, if you have been in this church, in fact, three months is even long. One month. One month. If I one month cry, it's even long. One week. No, it's true. If you have given your life to Christ, the day you give your life to Christ, you have something to say. That day alone, you have something to say. You have something to say that will bring another person to church. You have something to say that will encourage another person. Yeah. And that's why I'm sharing what I'm sharing with you. Because from the day you give your life to Jesus Christ, the expectation is that you are going to seek the things of God first. Then the other things will be added. Amen. And that's why the first time, I mean, two weeks ago when I was sharing this, I was telling you that we've turned it upside down. And we're saying that if you're a pastor, you should do the work of God. Evangelists do the work of God. The rest of us, we are there to enjoy life and then to, to criticize what the men of God are doing. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Are you in the house? Yeah. And so today, I came to talk to you about the work what exactly is it? It is work. It's work. Don't make a mistake. People think that what we do in church, it is what we do after we have nothing else to do. What we can do with our life when we have the leftover. People bring God the leftovers. How will you feel if somebody gives you a meal to eat and is their leftover? But we do it to God all the time. Your money you bring him was leftover. Your time was leftover. That's why I don't buy it when you say that, oh, because of exams, I'm not coming to church. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I don't buy it at all. Hey, you rather arrange your life so that the things of God are done first. Yeah, we are also not mad. That's why we don't have a, the main service on Monday when you are in school. Are you getting me? Uh -huh. The main service on Sunday. So you learn your learning knowing that I will go to church on Sunday. Yeah, it's something that you just schedule it there and you put it there. Mm. Amen. Because when Jesus was living and he decided to give us gifts, the gifts were human beings. And those human beings were to train us to work for him. So if you're in church today and you're not working for him and you will understand the work today, are you here? Because maybe you are under illusions that you are working, but Sana, you were not working. So by the time I am done, you will know whether you are working or not. Hey. So first of all, let me give you some characteristics of work so that you know whether you are working or not. Because many of us believe that God is our free time or the things we enjoy. So let me give you the characteristics of work. The first thing, work there, it has working hours work. It has working hours. If you are an air hostess, when the plane is leaving, you are working. It doesn't matter if it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And some planes leave where they are, 2 a.m. So you can't come and say, uh, work is 9 to 5. Are you here? You can't say that. If you are working for that airline and the working hour is 2 a.m. to 10 a.m., that's it. You are working 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Or oh, it's different. 
Yeah. Pastor Zhang is always in church. You should wonder why he's not here. Mm. Where he is, they said, uh, please, wife, they said what? His working hour is from what today? Yeah, his wife says today is 6 to 2. So where is he? <laughs> hey, are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. Most of the time he will exchange it. He will get somebody and tell the person, you work this time and I will work that time. Then they put him in a department and they, they say, you. <laughs> so this time they're Charlie. Hey, 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 hey. Are you here or you have traveled? Because the nature of work is such that it has working hours. It has working hours. And you see, it's very, very important for people to understand this because when we ask you to do something for God, it's, you are going to work. For us in the church, Sunday is our cocoa season. Do you know what cocoa season is? That's when it is working. Because if I want to visit you, Monday, I'm not sure where you are. Tuesday, I'm not sure. But as for Sunday, I know you'll go home to eat people. <laughs> yeah. So there are people in this church whose work it is to visit. And they will arrive in your house on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Those are the working hours. Those are the working hours. So when people start to ask, hey, what church is this that you have gone to church and you have taken a long time? You see, what you are saying doesn't even make sense. It's work. If you are working in Kwanda, it will take time. Yeah. It will take time. Yeah. It's amazing to me how people don't have anything to say when you go dancing all night long and you arrive back home at 5 a.m. They have nothing to say. But as soon as it is church, and as soon as you come to work and then you arrive home, six, what kind of church is this? That when you go to the church, you get to the church at this time, and then you get to the church and you are in the church the whole day and you don't close early and then you are coming. At... Those are our working hours. Because we work with human beings. That's when human beings are available. And we will not apologize for it. Hey. Are you there? Some of you, your secular work, let me talk to the workers now. Allow me to talk to the workers. <laughs> yeah. Allow me to talk to, because the students, you see, if you are a student, know that you are the best time of your life because you can program so many things yourself. Yeah. So if you want to use Sunday to work for God, you can program the rest of the week in a certain way. But when you start working, you've now got a job where your boss says, you arrive at this time, and you close at that time. I have come to inform you that Sunday is still a working day for you as a believer in the church. Yeah. It's probably, it may even be the only day you have available. So give it to him. Mm. I said, go there to him for it. Go, just, 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 that's the work you are doing. And please, they said that we are going to our crown on Sunday. Excuse me, don't you know where the station is? Because of 40 cities, you are so cheap. Because of 40 cities, you will sit in the car and go. Because of 40 cities, you don't want to spend later on. You say, oh, the car is going, so I have to go with the car. You don't have to go with the car. Just be there. What they need you is there Monday morning. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Yeah, so they should go. They will meet you there. You see, I'm not sharing something with you that I have not done. I also had a job in the secular. Yeah. It was a very heavy tra traveling schedule. Yeah. And every time we had to go to work, they'll tell me that the car is leaving on Sunday. And I said, I don't work for 
government on Sunday. I work for God. Say, oh, but we have to get there. Say, oh, I'm not stopping you from going. <laughs> Don't worry. Monday when it's time to start, I will be there. And I never missed it. I will be there. After a while, they used to say they are leaving at 8 o'clock. After a while, they used to leave at 12. I said, oh, but we are going at 12. You can join. I said, I didn't say that. I'm not done. <laughs> Do you know that after a while, they began to leave at 5 a.m. on Monday because of me? Yeah, but I didn't ask why. I said, no, no, no. You go. So you say you have to go. Please, you go. I'll be there. I'll catch up. It's not a problem. I'll be there. After a while, when they realized that, Charlie, some, and, and how to even ask me how I came, now there's a problem. I, you said we are starting at 8.30 on Monday. 8.30 Monday, I'm there. Yeah. So I'm saying this to say to you that it's not something that we have not seen before. It's not something we haven't seen before. You are making too many compromises and the result is that you are not serving God. Yeah, you are not serving God. Some of you students, you have groups there and your group, not even your boss, your group will tell that we are doing group discussion on Sunday. And, and, and you are not even ashamed to be the Christian in the group and not tell them that Sunday you are supposed to go to church and work for God. We are not meeting on Sunday. Look at your lizard eyes. You know, your eyes are going through, 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 through. You know I'm talking to you. Oh, you see? Oh, you see? They are my group. If they are your group, you too, what is your witness for Christ? You rather should be asking, my God, I'm shocked. How can we have this meeting on Sunday? It cannot work. We are going to church. Yeah. It's because you have not worked for God. If you had worked for God, they would have been here with you. Then all of you would have decided that we are doing it in the night. But, hey, it has working hours. Are you here? It has working hours. For us as pastors in Lighthouse there, oh, first love, we are here. Sunday there, we are here. We are here. Yeah. That's where the Waba Wabie, that's where it's from. You see, some of you are like, hey, we're on your Wabie, we're not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And but what are you saying? Is it not okay that we should just give God at least? We have come to church. No, it's not okay. Because actually, what God actually desired was a whole day for himself. That was what the father made. That's what he wanted. The whole day. We, in our unbelief, we have shortened it to two or three hours. And even those two or three hours, you come late. And then when you come late, you're also trying to give me pressure. I'm looking at your watch. I'm not moved by your watch. Oh. Hey, Chimi cry. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, you wait. You can hear us. Then you wait and uh, you can hear. Prayer is finished. Praise and worship is finished. It's finished. Then you come and sit down. I've got a shame on you. Yeah. You should rather be working for God. You see, some people, they entered the church late. It's not that they were sleeping, they went to call your kind and bring them. <laughs> your kind, your type. <laughs> hey. Number two, I'm giving you characteristics of work. And I'm saying, so, <laughs> are you here? So the ministry work there, it has working hours. Our working hours are Sunday. Number two, <clears throat> work takes time. And not just time, a large amount of time. A large amount. If the thing is work, it takes a large amount of time. That's why African cooking is work. 
a large amount of time. <laughs> Are you here? So if many people drive, but they don't call themselves drivers. Why? Because usually the drive is just to work and back or to school and back. It's just something short. But when they start to spend a lot of time driving eight hours every day, ten hours every day, then the person now says, I'm a driver. Is driving not driving? The reason why he says he's a driver now is that it's taking a lot of time. Amen. So therefore, come on. <laughs> you cannot claim to be doing the work of God or the work of the ministry if it's not costing you time. And but pastor, it takes me three hours in the day. Please, can we calculate how many hours we have in the week? 24 times 7. First. One what? One six what? Eight. Some people are still looking for the calculator. So if 168 hours and you use three, somebody three divided by 168, give me percentage, please. So that I will understand because even the three hours cry, you are quarreling with us about it. Three divided by 168. What? It's not 56. It will be 0.56 or something. Or 0 0.56 simple. It's what? Zero what? <laughs> but it cannot be 0. Point, no, no. It's 0. 0.0. 0. 0.056. 0. 0.0192. My goodness gracious. It's not even 1%. Three hours, three divided by one nine eight. The, the people cannot do the divisional. Times hundred. Three over one six eight times hundred. Some art students in Kwano Mutina Minim have me catch them. It's what? Hey, is that no size? <laughs> one point what? One point seven percent. 1.78%. So, let me ask you if it is fair. If you spend 1.78% of your whole time in a week for God, should you be complaining? Please, turn to your neighbor and say, with all due respect, is the last time you ever say that church, you know, church service is long. Is the last time. Never say it again. Never say it. Never say it again. Ah! Not even 2%. Not even 5%. Ah. The Lord asked for 1 over 7. And we are giving him le 0. Point. Oh. Are you here? But when you start to spend some time on the things of God, then you know that you are working for him. You know that you are working for him. It takes time. Amen. It takes time. Not just on Sundays even. It takes time. Amen. Number three. It takes some energy. Hey! Energy. It takes energy. That's why you should not be surprised that you are tired. You have been coming to church going. That one is not tiredness. It's just the heat. <laughs> You just come and go with the heat and you've gotten home. But if you are really working, you are tired. 
You are tired. Yeah. Some people here Monday morning, they have to pray for grace. Yeah. Because they have worked and they are tired. Yeah. Then you know that I have done something for the Lord. I have done something for him. Amen. Are you there? If you are a chorister, it is going to take your time and it's going to take your energy. Amen? And don't try to shorten it. If you're going to be a film star, you can't keep on giving us films that you just rehearse once and you come and do. No. It's going to take time. It's going to take energy. Are you in the house? Hey. Ashes, it is true that we are trying to put doors, but even after we have put the doors, the work of the church is still there. It doesn't disappear. Some of you are praying, oh God, let the doors come fast. Oh God. Oh, how many of you can see that we are beginning? At least you can see that we have started to remove. Yeah. So it's starting. But even so, please, oh. <laughs> it's not a holiday, it's work. When you are sent to go and call somebody, it's work. When you have to go and visit someone in the hospital, it's work. And it takes energy. Oh, the next point is even more potent. It takes money. It takes money. And before you start to complain, let me remind you that when you go to work, you spend some money going. Yeah. And you spend money coming. And you spend some money on your lunch. Yeah. You spend money going, coming. And, but when we are finished, they pay us at the end of the... Oh, Really? You think it's God who doesn't pay you? Let's go back to scripture. Hey. I just read for you Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Those are your wages. He knows. He knows. Matthew 6, 19 and 20. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break in, break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. In other words, the pay that the Lord gives is not just in the provision he gives you on earth. Earth one day, heaven one two, a day. <laughs> hey. Hebrews 11.6 but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Many of us, is a lack of faith that is working because you have friends and you are listening to the kind of people who say things that, in fact, I mean, I don't understand how an unbeliever can question my tithing. I don't understand. I don't understand at all. What has my money got to do with you? What has my use of my money got to do with you? I'm not complaining about the fact that you are using yours on useless things. You have gone to drink with it. You have gone to chase girl with it. You have gone to do all kinds of un unbeliever things. Even your juju man, you have been paying him. I have not questioned you and I have not quarreled with you. you are, when you go to the betting houses, have we asked you a question? Why are you so concerned? Yeah. But I'm telling you that God rewards those who diligently seek him. Yeah. He rewards those who diligently seek him. 
as you are watching over his things, he also watches over you. And some of you, you can testify to it. And you can see that God, even when you are, you, you see, it is, it is, our thoughts are so low. We think that God only rewards with money. But it's not like that. It's not like that. His reward is in so many things. Some of you have gone to exams and you've come back with your story. The help that God gave you. Yeah. The help that God gave you. Yeah. I look at so many things in my life and I see them as God's rewards. Yeah. God's rewards. God has rewarded me. I was there one day, somebody sent me a text. And then she said, hey, I was watching you ministering and your two sons were with you. And I just looked and I said to myself, you don't know. Nobody can orchestrate it. It is God's reward. When other people, they don't know where the child is. Drinking somewhere. Yeah. It's a reward of God. Yeah. Sometimes the home, God is the one who has kept it together. It's when you see the effects of a broken home. And some of you know it. Yeah. That's when you understand that. When God keeps the home, it's God who kept it. Because when you look at two mistakes getting married, you are a mistake. The person you are married to is a mistake. Then there are two mistakes. They are married. That's mistake what? Squared. <laughs> and yet somehow by the grace of God, just because you've set your heart. When I was getting married, my husband's friends told him that in five years we'll be divorced. Yeah. It's been 32. We are still counting. Yeah. You see. And they felt that they know what it is that makes a marriage stay. Or say, I don't know. I don't know. And as they looked at me, I mean, I don't, I don't qualify. And many of them, we have had the opportunity to counsel some. I'm telling you. But when two mistakes marry, God is still there for us. Yeah. Because he rewards. I'm showing you that the rewards of God are not just material. I beg you, the material is already there. But it's not just material. It's even more important than that. More important. Do you know the value of a good name? Ah, okay. Some of you, when they insult you, they can only insult you with the things of God. They can't get anything to say. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're, yeah, you go to church too much, that's the only complaint they have. Yeah. I know a young lady, she was a, a total prostitute. I was her pastor. Nobody even remembers it because of her work for God. Yeah. God has so cleaned her up that nobody remembers. If you say it now, they have to think. And they don't agree because her life does not resemble what? Yeah. Her life does not resemble what the life of an old prostitute should resemble. Because as I say there, when Yinka cry, if she had stayed like that. <clears throat> yeah. Haggai chapter 1. Let me show you something. Some of you don't even know that Haggai is in the Bible. I'm reading from verse 2. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say the time is not come the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lies in waste? 
Now therefore, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and brought in little. You eat, but you have never enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but there is none warm. And he that earns wages, earns wages to put it in a bag of holes. Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, said the Lord. You looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, said the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste, and you run every man unto his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth stayed from her fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of his hands, of the hands. Frightful scriptures. Or, or your Bible is saying something else. I am just showing you the scripture to show you what the Lord is saying. That when you abandon his things to take care of yours, it doesn't even work. Yeah. Some of some, you know, somebody in the in the Bible says it is motia. God says not any dwarf. Say me, I blew on it. What you brought? <sighs> Those of us who work, we know what it is to be earning money, and it's as if. And then you are looking. What has taken it away? Then you come and say, Sofu, pray for me, oh motia has the it's not motia. It's not motia. You have abandoned what God gave you to do. And he's just showing you that without him, it's not working. Hey! Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. In this church, we don't pay you for the work you do for God. Yeah, we don't. And we have not planned to change. Yeah. Because in the churches where the organist is paid and the usher is paid, it becomes about the money and they just quarrel about the money. And nothing develops in the church. Nothing grows. Most of the time, the church will be in the rented premises for decades. They can't even build. Just paying people who become more and more greedy. But if you are working for God, God should pay you. Hey, you are very quiet. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. If we were paying, by this time, the choir would have sent us a message. Uh, please, so, uh, Bafo, where are you? Please give him a microphone. Okay, on the average, how long does the choir have to rehearse on a, on a Saturday? On the average? average four hours. They do four hours. Okay, that's on a Saturday. On a Saturday. Okay, how often would you do the all nights? All nights, um, once in a month. In a semester, once in a month, something like that. So once in a month, when everybody is sleeping, yes. the choristers are learning new songs. Yes. Followed by Saturday. Four hours. Four hours. Four hours. Okay. All right. Beatrice, where are you? Where is Beatrice? Good. On the average, to give us communion on Sunday, about how many hours do the communion starts work? Mommy, we start around once, like four hours. It's about four hours. Do you do the all no, night? Sometimes four to five. Four to five hours. If enough small. people, yeah, so some of them are called communion stars, but then they don't even show yes, up. Yes, they don't uh-huh. show up. <laughs> okay, so depending on the number. Yeah, depending on the number. If you're like four, we can be up to here like hey, six. Or, four pair. Yeah, four people. What? 
But then you don't do the all night. No, 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 we don't do all night. Okay, powerful. I need an instrumentalist. Okay, Fafa, take a microphone. Take a microphone. Okay. So, instrumentalists, about how long do you rehearse? Because I know that sometimes we're not even here. I hear you. What, what, what goes on? Hello? Okay. Yeah. Um, we have to be here before rehearsal to set up. To set up before. So, that would be like what time? It's around, yeah, around 12. But around 12. Okay, then you rehearse with them. Uh, yes, sometimes at 10. Sometimes you come at 10. Yes, you come and learn the yes, thing. Yes, okay. Powerful. Uh, sound team, where are they? Who will talk for the sound team? I need someone here. Who's talking for sound? All right, first. Sound team, how many? What, what happens to the sound team person? Yes, you start around, I mean, what? Um, setup starts around 1. On what day? Saturday. Then we start, and then you end around what time? We end around 7 p.m. 8. Okay. Because and then what time do you have to get here on Sunday? Sunday, um, 5.30 a.m. You should be okay. here. Okay. You should be here early in the, yes. in the day. Whether you are here early or not, we are not sure, but <laughs> it should be. All right. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you a question. So we have decided that we are going to pay these people. Wait. Have you noticed that the all night, so far, I only heard it from the choir. So how much is their all night worth? Before they are four hours every Saturday. Then we calculate instrumentalists. Are we paying per hour or we are paying per what? Per song. Okay. They say because they must learn the song before they even play it. Okay. Then, uh, hey, I have even forgotten the soloists. I don't want to ask them how much they practice. Then the sound people say that they start from Saturday into Sunday. I rest my case. Does, are you understanding what I'm saying? How much will you pay? And, and have a look at your chair. How much did it cost? Uh-huh. No, I have to ask you the question because people talk without thinking. Now, I want you to compare that also to the offering you put in the basket this morning. Uh -huh. and, uh, uh, and answer me. I mean, uh -huh, the offering was like some one CD. And then most of you say that, oh, this church, they take two offerings. So I'll divide it into two. You give half and you give half. <laughs> Are you there or you have traveled? But for yesterday, we went to some funeral. Uh-huh. Please, give me a microphone. The funeral you went to, no? Please, did I give you um, transport money? Not at all. Uh, so? In and out, it was just my, my money. You paid? I paid, yes. Uh, have I offered to refund? No, no. <laughs> Please, did I even ask you whether you ate on the way? No. No question like that. That what? That what? It was not a family funeral. No, it wasn't. Ah, uh, was it your family member's no, no, funeral? No, it wasn't. It was one of our people from here. Ah, okay. No, it's no, not your mother. No, no not, not my your mother. father. Not your brother. Not your sibling. Not your relative. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. I have done this demonstration to just show you that we can't pay. We can't pay. We can't pay. Yeah. We can't pay. That's all. 
We can't. Not that we won't. We can't. Yeah, we can't. And we won't. <laughs> Are you in the house or you have traveled? Okay. I needed to do this demonstration for you to understand something. That when you come to do your work in the house, you are working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You are doing what God is requiring of you. But I can promise you one thing. That this God that we serve, his payday is more and is fatter than what any human being on this earth can give to you. Hallelujah. Are you here? Man cannot pay you. I tell you, I know of churches that have been totally crucified by their members. Oh yeah, a friend of mine, he moved recently. When he moved the church, he had to get a bus. And he had to fuel that bus back and forth. I'm talking about a crippled church. They crippled his church. He had to fuel it. One day, somebody was late. The bus left the person. He sat in his car, drove to church, and after church, went to the um, finance officer that, since you people left me and I had to drive my car, I'm coming for my petrol money. You are saying, hey, but you see, I'm showing you that this is where, you see, when you bring money into the house of God, that's when you hear such things. Another time, the bus was full and those who couldn't get space in the bus, they said, ah, uh, well, we there, we have come. Uh, we didn't get space in the bus, so now there. He had to send his accountant to go and stand by the roadside. And when the people climbed into the bus, one, two, three, four, five, ten, then he came and paid money. As I am speaking to you, they have had to leave their own place and return to a classroom. Think about it. Let your mind work. Think about it. Think about it. That is why we just say that, look, as you are coming, you are coming to serve God. Yeah. You are coming to serve God. Hey, but me, dear, I don't have that money. No, this young man, if he wakes up and says that my money is finished, he knows where he can go and somebody will help him out. A meal, a this, a that. We also take care of each other. It's not that we don't take care of ourselves. But I'm saying that we don't pay. Yeah. How much are you going to pay me for praying for you? No, no, no. Since we are talking about paid work. How much are you going to pay me? Do you know the number of times I've almost died on the road going to your funeral? Do you know? Uh, you are now quiet. Oh. Okay. No, no, I'm just bringing it up so that you understand something. That we are all working on, uh, Pastor, but the church pays you. You have got it wrong. You have got it wrong. <laughs> you have got it wrong. Yeah. I'm finishing. Yeah. I'm talking to you about work because we are going to work for God. Every single person here. We are leaving nobody out. Every one of us here. We are working and your work is beginning now. Next week Sunday when you are coming, don't come alone. Yeah, Don't come alone. Just add another person to you. You understand why we say it is work. You understand the time it takes for you to talk and for them to come. <laughs> Some of them you understand. They as if they don't have alarm clock. Uh-huh. As if it's like waking up a child when you're going to go brush your teeth, bath, wear dress. Some of you they iron for you before you came this morning. It's not a problem, but you two just be ready to do for another person. That's all. It's not a problem. 
But now that understanding is coming, you are working for somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the work? I'm ending. What is the work? Prayer is work. Visiting is work. That's a big part of the work. Teaching others. I started this series by sharing Hebrews 5. Ashes, you just stop it. Just stop. You are disturbing me. Stop. Hebrews 5. For when for the time I'm waiting for him, you ought to be teachers. You have need that somebody should teach you. You see, the Bible says there is a time when you ought to be teaching somebody. Yeah. You ought to be teaching somebody. There's a time when you ought to be teaching somebody. It doesn't mean that you are standing behind the pulpit. You are telling somebody exactly where you are. You don't come alone. Teach somebody. Share with somebody. Bring them to church. Interaction is also a work. Some of you come on Sunday. When you come, you just pick your things and you go. Talk to somebody. From now, if you are a member of this church, every Sunday I want you to say, I'll talk to two people I don't know. For all you know, you will be Jesus to them. Yeah. Because as I've preached here, I've not tackled anybody's need. But for all you know, you will be that door. As you talk to the person, the person says, look, I'm feeling very hungry. He says, oh, really? Let's go. I'm buying you kebab. <laughs> Hallelujah. From today, we are a church of shepherds. We are a church that works for God from today. From today. Yeah. Tend to ask your neighbor his or her name. And tell your neighbor from today. From today, we are a church of shepherds. We work for the Lord. And we are happy. Yeah, we are happy. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this morning. You want to begin to pray. Begin to pray for yourself. Maybe for all your life you have been going to church, but you've never been told that you are supposed to work for God. Today you have been told. Begin to ask the Lord what work you will do for him. Begin to ask the Lord. Begin to ask the Lord what work you will do for him. Thank you for entrusting your work to us. I pray, oh God, that everyone who is listening to the sound of my voice will work for you. Help us to find something to put our hands to in the house of God. One day we'll stand face to face with you. On that day, may we never be ashamed. One day, judgment will catch up with us. May we never be ashamed. Because of us, may the lives of others be influenced. Take us out of our own concerns with ourselves, oh God, out of our own selfishness and turn our minds to you and the things of yours. And thank you that you are a God who stands by your word and you take care of those who are working for you. May you make a difference, oh God, between those who serve you and those who serve you not. Thank you in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning, you've not given your life to Jesus. God bless you for being in church. But being in church is not a guarantee. You need to give him your life. 
Jesus died for you. And he requires only that you accept his sacrifice and that you confess publicly that you believe him. And so if you are here this morning, this afternoon, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand where you are. Just lift up your right hand. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. You want to pray. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Just lift up your hand. Now, if your hand is lifted up, God bless you. Just come towards me. Just come to me this morning. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. Just come. There's joy in heaven today because of you. Just stand here. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Your heart is beating where you are standing. It's a sign Jesus is talking to you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus is calling you this afternoon. Just come. God bless you. for somebody your heart is just beating and you are saying let this time be over that's a sign Jesus is saying it all is not well just step out and come just come if you're standing in front I want you to pray this prayer with me you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.